Marley was dead to begin with. There's no doubt about that whatever. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it, and Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was dead, as dead as a doornail. Marley, Scrooge, all those names are probably after Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, perhaps maybe the famous names in all of Christmas stories. In fact, after the Gospel of Luke itself that we read tonight, the story of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol is, is probably one of the best-known Christmas stories. And I have to say that every year, somewhere, I go to see this show. I, I've seen staged productions. I've seen movie productions of it. I've seen claymation versions of it. I've seen black and white versions. I've seen color versions. I, I've seen so many versions of A Christmas Carol. I go to Silver Dollar City in Branson with my parents, and they do A Christmas Carol every year. It's the same show. In fact, it's the same actors. I mean, they've been doing it for like 20 years, and they like their parts, and they're keeping their parts. It's, I know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, when I was in D.C., Ford's Theater, where Lincoln was shot, they do two showings of A Christmas Carol every day for two months leading up to Christmas, and it is sold out. This story, I, I wonder, you know, what is it about this story of A Christmas Carol that, that so captivates us? I think partly it's because this story of Scrooge going from this terrible angry, covetous old sinner to, to becoming the, the cheerleader for Christmas. To see that transformation, I, I think, is, is exactly what Christmas is about. That all of us are in some ways like Scrooge. We, we need saving. And, and the great thing about A Christmas Carol is you get to watch it right in front of your eyes in just the course of a couple hours. You see Scrooge go from Scrooge to it's Christmas, and he's out on the street, and he's merry and joyful, and it gives, I think, all of us hope that there is salvation even for us, no matter how far in the dark we are. And isn't that what Isaiah is talking about tonight in the first reading? The people who walked in darkness, the people who are sad and lonely and angry and most in need of a Savior, those people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. That's what the, the story of a, a Christmas carol is really all about. Now, I will say that amongst all the versions that, that I've seen, I think by far my favorite is actually A Muppet Christmas Carol by Jim Henson. Now, it's kind of a little tradition on this Christmas Eve that my, my mom and I will sit down and watch A Muppet Christmas Carol because there's this, there's this little song in it that that Kermit the Frog sings as Bob Cratchit. And he, After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas Day. Mm. Well, mm. yeah, so anyway, um, you're going to go home and you're going to be like, I remember Father Sean's homily. He, he did Kermit the Frog. That's all kids remembered from this homily, probably. But 
I think that that beautiful story, every time I see it, I want to cry. And I know what's going to happen. And as I, I boil it down, I think there are three things that really, to me, are, are what a Christmas carol teaches us that is so much the spirit of Christmas. And, and the first of those is that Scrooge is bad. And Dickens doesn't try to gloss over it. I mean, he wants us to know just how bad Scrooge is. I mean, he is a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone, old Scrooge. And he's portrayed as wearing black, and he's cold, and it's lonely and angry. And in, in the Muppet Christmas Carol, he even steals cheese from mice. I mean, that's bad. It's really bad. And I think if we're going to understand the good news of Christmas, that we've got a savior, well, you have to know just how bad the bad news is, how much we need saving. And that's, that's the essence of Christianity right there. There's no good news of Jesus is born or even Jesus is raised from the dead unless we understand how bad the bad news is. And Dickens does a beautiful job of telling us just how bad Scrooge is. In fact, Scrooge is not only bad himself, he is unhappy, and he makes everybody else around him unhappy, including Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. He is not nice to them, and they are living in poverty. He doesn't pay them well. They don't even have coal for their fire. Their little pensicles, their inksicles are now turning, and it's, it's terrible. It's bad. So tonight on this Christmas, I, I think it's important that we humbly recognize it's bad. You know, we often make excuses, I think, for why it's not really that bad. It is. Dickens does not sugarcoat it with Scrooge, and maybe we think, eh, we're not quite as bad as Scrooge. All right, all of us have our stuff. And whether it's personal sin that gets in the way, maybe it's just stuff in our families that's going wrong, maybe it's things in the world that are frustrating us. I mean, we come tonight and we, we sing Silent Night and Joy to the World, and Maybe, maybe it's not. I, I mean, maybe you go home and you're going to go home and it's not all good. Okay, that's all right. You don't have to pretend to be happy at Christmas if you're not. That's the ultimate first message, I think, of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge was not happy. And he didn't pretend to be happy. He didn't pretend to like Christmas. He, he famously said when his nephew comes by, you know, I think everyone that goes about with Merry Christmas on their lips should be cooked in their own pudding and boiled with a steak of holly through their heart. Okay, that's bad. He's not pretending. He doesn't have to pretend like it's okay. It's bad. He knows it. So tonight, if, if, it's, if it's bad right now in your life, fine. Tell God that. Because if the bad news isn't bad, the, the good news isn't good. So, Scrooge is bad. Lesson number one. But lesson number two. Scrooge is the beneficiary of an incredible rescue mission. Famously, he has sent those three spirits, the ghost of Christmas past and Christmas present and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He's haunted by these spirits. Now, we, we too have our guiding spirits because although these spirits are a little scary, perhaps, especially to kids, okay, even the Muppet Christmas Carol is a little scary for kids. The ghost of Christmas future scares me still, just saying. But ultimately, these spirits are there to help Scrooge. 
Notice that that's how God works. When he sees how bad we are, even if it's our, our own fault, what is God's answer? He sends a rescue mission. First off, we see that Marley, who was dead to begin with, is dead as a doornail. He's back alive. At least his, his spirit is. God has sent Jacob Marley from, from purgatory, where he's suffering greatly for his sins, to visit Scrooge on an act of charity, to tell Scrooge, you don't see how bad you are, but it's bad. These chains that I'm wearing, so do you. And if you don't change your life, you're going to end up like me. Now, that, that sounds harsh, but it's really an act of mercy. God sends Jacob Marley, or Robert and Jacob Marley, if you're looking for uh, the, the Muppets. Bob Marley, Robert Marley, yeah, exactly. I love the Muppets. We get a rescue mission too. God sends us spirits, angels, to help guide us. And they do the healing that Scrooge's spirits do. They show him his past. And what do we learn from Scrooge's past? Well, we find out that he was not always bad. Scrooge started off good. He, he just, he, he got hurt as a young man. He had problems in his family. His parents weren't there. They left him. He felt abandoned. And so Scrooge got hurt. And all of a sudden, we almost start to feel sad for Scrooge because he got hurt. And as so often the case, hurt people hurt people. And so Scrooge took all this hurt and just turned in on himself and began to just transmit this hurt to everyone around him. So we're meant to go to the past and say, where's the hurt? Where, where am I maybe still hurt by my past? Allow God in to heal that. Then the, the ghost of Christmas present shows Scrooge this hurt that you're carrying around, you're dumping it on everybody. And don't we know that we do that and we, we see it in our families where we're not healed and we still need saving, we, we dump that on everybody around us and we perpetuate this cycle of hurt. We need a savior for that. And finally, in the, the scariness, we get the ghost of Christmas future who tries to help Scrooge by showing him very blatantly, this is where your life is headed, and shows him his lonely tombstone where he is not visited by anybody. In fact, everybody is rejoicing that he is dead. That is finally the thing that hits Scrooge. He, he sees his past and he's, he mourns for it, he's sad. He sees his present and he sees little Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy, Bob Cratchit and Emily Cratchit, and then most especially, he sees little tiny Tim, and he sees the way he's suffering, and he sees that it's because of him, and he mourns it, and he's struck to the heart so that when the ghost of Christmas future shows him his future, something clicks in Scrooge, and he says, I don't want that. I don't want my future to be that. I don't like the way my past has been. I don't like the way I'm living right now. I'm hurting people. I'm not happy, and I'm making everybody else miserable. And finally, moved to tears, he falls on his knees. And in, in the beautiful English prose of Dickens, spirit, he cried, tight clutching at his robe. Hear me, I'm not the man I was. I will not be the man that I must have been, but for this intercourse. Why show me this if I'm past all hope? For the first time, the hand appeared to shake. Good spirit, he pursued, and down on the ground he fell before it. Your nature intercedes for me. It pities me. Assure me that I may yet change 
these shadows you have shown me by an altered life. The kind hand trembled. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, in the present, in the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons they teach. Oh, tell me that I may sponge away the writing on this stone. Wow. That's, that's the best act of contrition I, I've ever heard. That's Scrooge, for all the right reasons, saying, I am sorry, and I want to change. I want to do better. I feel like there is salvation. Tell me it's possible that I can change. And that, I think, is the second best lesson that leads into the third, that not only do we need rescuing, but when God comes to save us, he offers us the third great lesson of A Christmas Carol, that the future can be different than the past, that God can truly come and sponge away the writing on the stone. He allows Scrooge that opportunity, and tonight, brothers and sisters, that's what God extends to us, the opportunity that the days ahead of us are our own. And so famously, having made this, this act of contrition, and you know, Scrooge, he was probably Anglican, so he didn't go to Catholic confession, but this is, this is it. I mean, he's kneeling before God, pouring out his heart. And famously, at that moment, Scrooge is transported back to his room. He's no longer in the cemetery where there's death. He's in his room and there's light everywhere. And it's Christmas morning. And we, we have the beautiful description of it. Yes, the bedpost was his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. Best and happiest of all, the time before him was his own to make amends in. I will live in the past, the present, and the future, Scrooge repeated, and he scrambled out of his bed. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. Oh, Jacob Marley, heaven and the Christmas time be praised for this. I say it on my knees, old Jacob, on my knees. That's the part where I'm just, I'm just crying because you, you see it and... Dead, dead as a doornail, dead in sin, dead, hated of the world. And through this beautiful salvation rescue mission, Scrooge has a new life. Best of all, the days were before him and they were his own. That's, that's the real hope tonight of Christmas. Whatever you're at right now, whatever's going on, God has sent us a rescue mission. Not these three fictional spirits, but real spirits. Our guardian angels, the spirits of the saints who are with us, who urge us on. Most especially, God has sent us his son because he so loved the world that he mounted a rescue mission even greater than what happens to Scrooge on that Christmas night. On this Christmas night, God comes to rescue you, to rescue me, to rescue all of us. And because the bad news is really so bad, that's really, really good news. Scrooge couldn't save himself. He doesn't pull himself up by his bootstraps. He doesn't just one day decide, I think it'll be better. He required a savior, a rescue mission. And that's what we have tonight. That's what we celebrate. So, tonight, Scrooge got saved. Maybe you can too. Whatever darkness there is, allow those spirits to come to you. And then, famously, 
at the end of the story, when we know that once again, Scrooge has made it and everybody's happy. We pray on this night for you and your families on behalf of Father Mark and Father John and Father Michael and all of us here at St. Patrick's. As we are together as God's family tonight, as the Cratchits gathered around Christmas table with Scrooge, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. <laughs>